Hi, this is John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Without Your Head. <laughs> I love a girl who give you head and then let you keep it. <laughs> Oops, she's without her head. <laughs> Welcome to the Station of Decapitation with Hunter Head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by Michaela Olson, Director of Undercovers, which is playing at AFI Fest just next week. It's very cool to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So people who people aren't aware yet, can you? I guess it's kind of hard to explain, but can you explain what Undercovers is? Uh, sure. So um, Undercovers is a stop-motion uh, short film about the sweet, spooky, and salacious secrets of a small town. Um, so basically, it's we're sort of diving into different homes and um, discovering different secrets about the people that live in the homes. Um, and they're all kind of like different, you know, like secret love affairs or, or um, spooky secrets that are like murderous. So um, it's sort of like a mixed genre kind of film. Yeah, I loved it because I, I love uh, stop motion or claymation. I don't know. I'll ask you what the difference is. I guess one has clay and one doesn't. And, uh, and I also <laughs> yeah. like the, the contrast of uh, it seems like it's going to be cute, and it still is cute, but it's also uh, there's a lot of naughty stuff going on. So I, I liked it all. Yeah. yeah, we joke around here at my studio that it's sort of like creepy cute vibe. <laughs> yeah. Sort of the like its own genre. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm the audience for that. Yeah. 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 Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what is the difference between stop motion and claymation? Um, I think of claymation as being more like, um, like malleable clay that people are animating versus like, it's like, a, it's almost like a, just a subcategory of stop motion. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's definitely a lot of clay in this piece, but it's like, it's like baked clay, so it's not as like malleable and transformative. It's kind mm-hmm. of like, you know, it's not a huge difference, but I think I think people like claymation because they recognize it from like Gumby and like, you know, um, like Wallace and Gromit and that kind of thing. So it's kind of like a recognizable name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more yeah. than like stop motion, which I think sometimes sounds kind of like vague to people. They're like stop motion, stop yeah, they're like stop frame, stop. There's just like, I don't know, it's too vague. <laughs> yeah. How did you? Now I I assume you do. You're the one who does the the stop motion. Uh, yeah. For this film, I did it like maybe like ninety ninety five percent of the stop motion itself. Um, so this project started like as like a personal project. Um, 
I was just working on it while I was freelancing in New York um, and just needed like things to do while I was not getting a ton of work. Um, and then about halfway through, I partnered um, in a business uh, called Mighty Oak and we're like a handmade animation studio. Um, so we kind of like pushed it through and like finished production of it. So overall it took about, it was like about a six year process oh, wow. and that not even including like concepting. Yeah. So it took a while, but like there were a lot of other things that happened in right. that time period too. So, and yeah. there was probably like a full year that I didn't even like touch it. And it just like, were these like weird sets, like sitting on a shelf in a room. So, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's when it's like a side project, it's, you do it when you can and you, you want to work on it all the time, but you have other things that make money. So, right. Yeah. Sometimes when people say that it yeah. took so many years to make something, it's not like you were sitting there for six years, you know, no, I think stuff, I right. would go insane if I did that. Right, yeah. yeah. How did, how did you get into, uh, into animation, I guess in general, but uh, specifically stop motion? Um, yeah. So I, I studied stop motion in school. Um, I went to Rhode Island School of Design and they have like stop motion as sort of like a, um, not a full major, but like as, like as part of a bigger major of animation. Um, And I kind of got into that because I just was interested in all different kinds of like art, not just, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I love animation. It was like, oh, I love illustration, I love sculpture, I love film, and I love photography. So I kind of like fell into it that way. Um, I was actually like so torn between all of those like departments mm-hmm. um, at my school that I like literally one night, I think I like picked it out of a hat. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll just go with this. Uh-huh. But it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Was there any, uh, any, um, influences to to uh to picking the, i guess stop motion out of a hat but uh you know liking stop motion and animation um yeah for sure i mean i think i i mean as a kid i was always just like really into like dolls and maybe not dolls but like i don't know like even my like world of barbies was kind of like strange and fucked up and like they had their own I was really into like decorating their homes and like giving them dark backstories and they were like all sleeping with each other. Um, So there was that. And then um, going like into college and like learning about like, like Eastern European and Russian animation um, became really interesting. It's sort of like a weird gritty uh, animation world. I didn't really know about like Spankmeyer and um, easy Trinka and just it. Um, so I got kind of into that for a while there. So it's all sort of like combined into this, this plus like, I don't know, just being a person in the world and, you know, like pop culture and all of that. It's sort of like a weird mix of like gritty and whatever's happening in the world at the yeah. moment. <laughs> now, how does the stop motion work today? Cause in my mind, like you sit there and you move mm-hmm. little things to take a picture, but uh, I assume with technology, things are different or maybe it's still that way. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Um, it's pretty similar. It's definitely gotten um, higher tech over the past, you know, I don't know, I guess 20 years, but um, so we do, so we do shoot frame by frame, um, but there's definitely a lot of, um, 
you know, there's like a lot of tricks like doing green screen and compositing. Um, but a lot of the older techniques are still applicable to how it all works. Um, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, what you can get away with digitally to make things go faster. <laughs> right. So what what was the reason to, to shoot uh, undercovers like overhead? Um, I like I, it. So I would... Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, I was sort of into the idea of like, well, I liked the um, the sort of forced perspective thought on that was that the secrets are kind of being all revealed at once. So like the mm-hmm. way that the sets open up to you is sort of like opening up to the viewer to expose everything that's happening in these worlds. Um, and then, I don't know, I think just since they were in bed, it made sense to do top down. <laughs> Yeah. And when they're like very vulnerable and um, I thought I, or I don't know, ceilings eye view. Was, um, <laughs> yeah. Feels like you're spying in on them. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's almost like I'm like on a roof looking down at through like a, a sky window, skylight <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah. Do you, what do you do with all the things after you make the movie? Do you, do you have like all these little clay, uh, you know, naughty nuns and crickets and, and everything. Just yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, our studio is like filled with stuff. I mean, I still have all of the sets and puppets and pieces from this film. Um, like kind of, it's like I could easily put them all back together, but um, they're kind of separated out now. But um, you just like, I think with any pro- stop motion project, you just keep the stuff you really love. And then you have to like part ways with, other things because it just becomes like too much stuff, you know? Yeah. But so, yeah. When you, fin- when you finished the uh, undercovers, um, did you know what to do with it right away? Did you know, like I'm going to submit it to festivals or I'm going to put online or like, mm. what did you think you would do with it? Um, I knew, I knew I wanted to submit it to festivals and put it online, but I didn't really know um, how to approach that. So we actually, um, my company partnered with uh, an executive producer uh, once the film was finished, um, and they're uh, they're called Cartoona. Um, They're also Brooklyn-based. And um, so they have put out, like, a lot of cool films, and they've done the festival circuit. So they helped us sort of, like, figure out how we were going to distribute the film and, um, you know, like, which festivals to submit to. Um, and so they've been really helpful, um, cause otherwise, I mean, I did the festival circuit, like sort of half asked, half acidly, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I'm not going to uh-huh. try and say that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like when I left college, I had a short film, um, that, yeah, I, I just, it, it went on the festival circuit, but I just like didn't you know, go to all the screenings or anything like that. I just was mm-hmm. kind of lazy and nervous about the whole thing. But, um, yeah, so they helped out a lot. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it doesn't um, doesn't necessarily fit in, like, a, a specific genre, which I, I'm good with, but I know sometimes that could be an issue, mm-hmm. like, you know, a, a genre-specific uh, festival or whatnot. So I guess it was good to have someone sure. to, to help, you know, where to uh, submit it. Yeah, I actually think the, like, cross-genre thing, like, 
didn't matter that much because a lot of festivals just put it out as an animation. Hmm. So it wasn't like niched in like, oh, this is horror versus like this is comedy or whatever. Right. It was like this is animation, which I don't know if I am fully okay with that. Like I feel like there's there's more to it than just being animated, but um, uh-huh. I think uh, yeah, and it actually was kind of cool because I wasn't expecting to be in so many like horror festivals or uh, mm-hmm. be on like a podcast like this one <laughs> or, um, <laughs> you know, there were a lot of like LGBTQ plus festivals that it was part of. And um, so it was kind of interesting to be like part of these other film festivals that weren't just like generalized. Mm-hmm. Does it play differently at uh, different festivals? Like with the audience? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say so. I think it's like a lot of it has to do with like, yeah, I don't know. Like the age of the audience could vary. Um, yeah, it's it, like, yeah, it's interesting. But I, I wish I actually haven't gone to any of the horror festivals. Like I really wanted to go to, um, oh, I'm forgetting what it's called. But there's one in New Orleans um, just oh. to see how it would play in that capacity. Because like mm-hmm. it is like a, it, there's like a horror theme to it, but it's not like, scary right so i would be really interested to see what people thought you know in in this sort of genre yeah yeah so the ones you did go to the first time you go to a a festival and see like you're finished especially took you six years to make it is uh what's that experience Mm -hmm. like because i assume it's both both nervous and exciting to watch it with people yeah um (laughs) well the first time it played um it played in the midnight short section at sundance oh it was pretty big (laughs) i was yeah that was it was like oh like really being tossed into this (laughs) um -hmm. and we i just like me and my little group that went like we all left new york at like 5 a.m and then we got there and like it was midnight short, so it didn't play till like one. And then there was a Q and A, and I was just like horrified the whole time. I was like, "This is the scariest thing in my life," and it's like I'm exhausted. So it was, uh, you know, it was a lot. But I think overall, putting something out there <laughs> in a big way, I kind of, um, you know, started to enjoy it a little bit more. Like being there and like hearing when people laugh or when people don't laugh or, or gasp or something. Um, right. <laughs> it's definitely like interesting. <laughs> yeah. As long as no one Especially gets up, up and like, leaves. I'm sorry. Say it again. I said, I guess as long as no one gets up and leaves. Yeah. I don't think that's happened yet, <laughs> but maybe actually it could have happened. There's been other festivals I haven't been to. So <laughs> luckily it hasn't played at any like very Christian or Catholic <laughs> film festivals. If those right. are a thing. Yeah, yeah. So, what, what what do you think of the festivals themselves? What do you think like the benefits are of of showing undercovers or, or any shorts at a festival? Um, I think the benefit is really just like getting to meet really cool people and filmmakers. Um, yeah, and just seeing other films, especially like I like going to shorts blocks because you get to see like a bunch of different things at once. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like immerse yourself in this world, um, and they're just yeah, they're just like fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Go to the parties afterwards; it, yeah. they're just very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I started doing the festivals a couple of years ago, and uh, 
yeah, they're the, I used to do horror conventions, but the festivals I think I fit much better in because everyone is, uh, like you said, the after parties, everyone's hanging out, you know, both the people just yeah. watching movies and the filmmakers, and it's a, it's a good experience to, to uh, and you get to uh, network with people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think my favorite festival that I went to this year is probably Palm Springs Short Fest. It's just like, I don't know, it's just uh, really fun and also like a place I'd never been before and Although the after parties had like drag queens and it was just, it was great. (laughs) But there's a lot of other fun festivals. Like I've been going to the Ottawa animation festival in, um, in Canada for like a million bajillion years. So that's kind of like my, my go-to every year. It's a big one. So. Will you be at AFI? I won't. I wish I could, but I just, you know, we have things happening at the studio right now, but I wish I could go. What are you working on? Um, right now, um, uh, we just have like a bunch of like client projects going on. Um, and then I do have a short film that I've been sort of like writing and, um, doing some artwork for. So, um, it's about me as a kid. It's like sort of a personal story about me as a kid. And I'm like, it's me blicking things. (laughs) (laughs) Just being right. a weird child. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just sort of like about the weirdness of being a child and yes, discovering the world. So, um, so that's, yeah, that on the more creative end of things. Um, and will that, will we that be animated like cool, too? Like a, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Will that yes. be animated? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. And then we also have, I think we have like a couple of adult swim, um, shorts coming out or like IDs coming out soon, um, which would be fun. And then we always have like, I don't know, just a slew of very like commercial clients that we're happy to have at the studio. <laughs> Do you think shorts have become like um, an easier thing to get out there? Because I think over the last few years they've become more popular and it used to be like, after the festivals, you know, there would be nowhere really for the shorts to go. They just kind of disappear. But there mm. are pro platforms now for shorts. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, well, this film um, was actually released as a Vimeo staff pick premiere. So um, it's almost like sort of like a short of the week, sort of just like here it is online. Um, and I think that that's just becoming like a more like popular thing and just especially Vimeo um, has just been become like a hub of short, short film and short content. So um, yeah, I think it's definitely more accessible and I don't think as many people are like doing the thing where they hold on to the film um, while it's in the festival circuit. Uh, Like for me, I kind of thought I would hold on to it longer, but then we were offered the Vimeo staff pick premiere and we were like, Oh, we should just go for it. So like, I was kind of expecting to release it like around this time, but we just went for it. And a couple of film festivals we had to pull out of, but it's been fine. So. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't know if that was a, I actually have a short in, in the festivals now, but we're keeping it off uh, the internet until after the festival run. But I didn't know if it's a, if it's a important or not. I, yeah, I think it's like, you know, it's up to the filmmaker. I think some people are kind of like anti-waiting, but 
um, we kind of, I think we kind of split the difference between waiting and uh, not waiting. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't want to give too much of the actual movie away because there's a lot, but there are a lot of great visuals. The nuns, there's a cute little ghost and the, but, mm-hmm. uh, but, but I'd rather people go and see it and discover all these for themselves. Or if they can't make it to AFI, you can watch it on Vimeo. Yes. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I, I think when we were trying to sort of like put out social content to hype up the film, we were kind of like, what are we going to like, what do we put out there versus what do we keep a secret? And I've, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, we try to keep all the like juiciest things secret so that when people watch the film, they're still excited. But so, yeah. 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 I loved it. It was I, not just cause you're here. I thought I really did dig it. And so, uh, how oh, can you, you're very welcome. How can people follow you? Uh, not to your house, but how they can, how can they follow you online to, uh, to see what you're up to? Um, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. Um, our Instagram is at mightyoakgrows.com. I also have a personal Instagram that I post stuff from, you know, like artwork from various things. Um, and that's Michaela underscore Olson. Um, and you can check out our website too at, uh, mightyoakgrows.com very cool yeah well for people out on the west coast go check out undercover undercovers at afi film fest and if you can't make it out there check it out on vimeo i really dug it thank you for doing this cool thank you yeah i'm on the cape so it's close to rhode island oh you are oh that's awesome So, oh, nice. Yeah, I yeah. love the Cape. I haven't been in a while, but I used to go there a lot. I'm originally from New Hampshire, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have a friend in New Hampshire, so I go up there every once in a while. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, so I'll have this up Ooh, probably wow. in the next uh, couple of days. I've did a bunch of them for AFI, so I was trying to spread them out so they're not all up like in one day. Cool. So, But it'll be up okay. by next week, early next week at the latest. Sweet. That's awesome. All right. Thank you.
by my side.